0: Is there a way to keep our brain smart as we age? Our brains continue to grow when we challenge them. So what exactly should we be looking at in terms of strenuous brain exercise? Just as physical exercise helps keep your body healthy, strenuous mental tasks can strengthen your mind. As we age, it's vital to stay mentally active, socialize, volunteer, teach someone something you're good at, or learn a new skill yourself. Try something you never thought you'd be interested in doing. At the very least, you'll have passed the time in a new and exciting way. Living a healthy life is all about living, not just existing. There are fun ways to keep your brain smart. Until there is a cure for Alzheimer's, lifestyle choices are our best defense. This is a continuation of the conversation with hot flashes and cool topics, so make sure to check out their episode as well. This episode is brought to you by Caregiver Chronicles, an eight-week online course from diagnosis through hospice. For more information, use the link in the show notes. Welcome to Fading Memories, a supportive podcast for those caring for a loved one with memory loss. Before we get in the show, I thought I'd give you some details on some of the courses that you will receive with Caregiver Chronicles. It starts from the very beginning with the diagnosis, but you will also get courses on a healthy lifestyle, navigating medical professionals, understanding medication, legal matters, insurance, dealing with durable medical equipment, when a caregiver is needed, finding one, placement, family dynamics and challenges and conflict, home health, hospice, and planning for your loved one's transition. There are three options available, one lesson, which includes two private consultations, eight lessons, which include four private consultations and their weekly live group invite, or all 16 lessons and a private bonus, six private consultations and the weekly live group. I know from personal experience that the more you know about handling this disease, the better the outcome will be for everyone. So I urge you to check them out and let them know that you learned about them from Fading Memories Podcast. Help me welcome back Bridget from Hot Flashes and Cool Topics. If you haven't had a chance to listen to my episode on their show, that is linked in the show notes we were talking about caregiving and Alzheimer's and I was kind of giving them the 411 on everything Alzheimer's and caregiver. And we started talking about preventions, which there isn't a really great one. And I was really thrilled with our conversation. I thought we covered everything really well. And then I went downstairs and realized there was a big chunk that we didn't talk about. So Bridget is back without calling today mm-hmm. on the on my show. To talk about the rest of the stuff that we didn't discuss, right?
1: <laughs> yes. So thanks,
0: Bridget. I'm so glad you could
1: come back today. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks. It's such. It was such an interesting conversation, and and the um, brain care has been such a big, important part of when you're growing older, and so many people have this have issues with brain care. I, I my mother in the last year of her life. Uh, Got de- dementia. So that, it took about 10 months and it was just a really big turn for her. So I, of course, am very interested if there is anything that people can do to help prevent it. Also just what, uh, you know, any other tips to t- help take mm-hmm. care of a loved one that is suffering from this. So yeah. Well, infor-
0: unfortunately with the COVID, you know, the shut shut down, lock in, whatever we want to call it. The shelter in place has not done any of us any favors Mm -hmm. because even if you're an introvert, you need socialization. And I think it's the stimulation that's important. I know um, I'm pretty happy with doing my own thing. That's why I'm an independent contractor type person. I don't play well with others generally. (laughs) And, There are just days when I just I feel just wickedly grouchy, grouchy, Mm -hmm. and I realize, oh, you know, probably should go out with our cycle club. Mm -hmm. And there are people in our group that I don't agree with on a lot of things. We've got some people that think this whole thing's a hoax, that there's only been ten thousand COVID deaths. And so I just have to smile and say, okay, sure, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I actually told my husband this morning, I'm like, you know, I actually enjoy riding with you more than the group, but it's still important to get out there and just be with other people, even though while we're riding bikes, it's... Not like we're having big conversations, right. So right? Something about just being with other people just is very beneficial. So,
1: absolutely, absolutely. I'm, I'm fortunate that I still get to play with my tennis team, and you know, we can't because that's a sport where we don't necessarily have to be right next to each other. There's a few close calls when you're with your doubles partner when you're almost running into them and you have to really shout it out. But luckily, I could do that. But I think you're right, you have to be. Um, there's some stimulation that goes on when you interact with other people uh, that your brain, I don't know a lot about the brain, but it just seems like it's probably lighting up everywhere. And it's interesting. One thing I noticed with my mother, um, she was pretty sharp for, you know, most of her life. My father had passed away 17 years before she did. And, you know, she was just going right along. She used to do the jumble puzzle every day in the newspaper. She loved it. She'd been doing that since I was a little kid and all of a sudden her eyesight got really bad and it seems like she wasn't able to do that anymore. She wasn't able to read the newspaper and that is a, a time that I just noticed or maybe I want to notice that things started really going downhill. So I, I don't you know you always hear crossword puzzles do these crossword puzzles they're supposed to help you and help your brain think but that was something I thought She's not doing those anymore. She's not reading her newspaper anymore. And, you know, I don't know if that had something to do with her eyesight. And that just led to other things. I I just am not sure.
0: What was probably the case is that it wasn't necessarily her vision that was the problem. It was the processing. Okay. Because Mm -hmm. there were like, it was so frustrating with my mom because she had dogs all her life. She loved dogs. Most of my listeners know I've got three golden retrievers. I need—I don't need to say how cute they are. Golden retrievers <laughs> equals I, cute. I grew up with golden retrievers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I would try to show her a cute video or photo of one of the dogs on my phone. And, you know, even well, I had the iPhone 7, I had the smaller version mm-hmm. until earlier in 2020. And I would show her and she would just like literally, I mean, it was like, It was like if I showed you something written in a foreign language, you might look at it and and kind of smile and nod at me, but it would be obvious that you would be like, what am I looking at? Okay. But when you said she was doing the jumble, Mm
1: -hmm. I laugh
0: one because I am the worst at crossword puzzles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that, that actually was a great segue. So I appreciate that into how dynamic learning is really important all the time, but as we age. You know, we hear about people getting in a rut and, you know, we we get into our comfort zone of things that work. We have routines and and we don't like it when those routines get all messed up like this mm-hmm. year. Yeah,
1: oh yeah, really. Ugh,
0: you know, yeah. <laughs> we all had to bring out every coping technique and then search for more this year. Mm-hmm. And so yes. you can imagine what it's like if you've got a broken brain. Oh yeah. Really yeah. challenging. But mm-hmm. dynamic learning is anything that is actually challenging to learn so like if i actually said okay you know jen you need to like you need to get really good at the sudoku cause i'm like terrible at math i can't do the sudoku mm-hmm. to save yeah. my soul but if i worked at it that would be really really good for my brain because it's just it's it's like you know we can take a walk and it's better than sitting on our buns but you know taking a jog is better physically And well maybe i don't I don't jog. I like to ride bikes better on the (laughs) joints, but Uh the physical activity is like, I don't jog. So if I run two or three houses down the street just for the hell of it, because why not? Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's, your muscles are like, whoa, what are we doing? So your brain's doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, just like physical exercise helps keep your body healthy Anything that's challenging your mind mentally, learning a new language, learning new dance steps, you know, it doesn't have to be jogging or some atrocious thing. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. All help keep your brain healthy. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking about that. You know, I've read it a lot and I thought, well, how do I, you know, like articulate that in a slightly different way? Because, you know, we hear it and we're like, yeah, 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 I know. But how do you want to artic- articulate it so that? People like understand what it, you know, like how do you get your brain to do a push-up kind of deal,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and you know it doesn't have to be Sudoku or crosswords or a foreign language, you know, dancing. You know, it's just. I would say try just
1: learn something new, or do yeah. think even following a new recipe. I'm not sure. I'm trying to think of ways that. You know, following just something new or putting something together is always a challenge for me. That's true. <laughs> yeah, following the directions on something, you know, then you have this feeling of accomplishment or frustration when it doesn't fit together. But, you know, I think... I think that could be very helpful, and you know I'm a former elementary school teacher, so there was definitely things that we would do with the young brain. we didn't we didn't have a lot of older people, but we were doing we would do things like definitely crossing the midline was very important. So we would do like kids that were having issues with learning their letter sounds. we would do things to where they would do their letter sounds for the letter and punch their arms like an cross so they were crossing the midline and That was a big thing with dyslexia. I know that when we were trying to teach them to write, if they were, it wasn't so much if they were writing something backwards or making their letters backwards, it was almost as if they started in the middle of the page and they were all over the place. So that was a big thing going left to right. So that always piqued my interest in how the brain would work and how we could train the brain, but I was always with younger kids, so I wasn't with the other end of the of uh, the age groups. So, you know, I always wondered, I always was trying to do little things like that with my mother, but you know, <laughs> it, that, it doesn't always work when they're a fully formed adult. <laughs> it's, it's easier with a child. Mm-hmm.
0: That is true. Well, we get into our routines, our ruts, you know, the, another positive of the pandemic is for two, three years, I was saying, you know, I know I need to change up my workout routine at the gym. Um, I'm doing the same class Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, the same stuff Wednesday, Friday. I mean, literally, you could almost set a timer and be, you know, your body's like, oh, it must be 9:30, we're doing X today. Oh, it must be 10 o'clock, we're doing X. Mm-hmm. And while that's not bad for you, it's not, it's it's like maintenance. So you're not. You're not losing weight or making new muscles or toning your body better. You're just keeping it from getting worse, which, okay, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Well, my gym has been closed since the middle of March. This is September 29th. So it's been closed for six and a half months. Mm-hmm. And we have gotten into cycling. My husband finally got, I've, I had to get back into it because of weather and life which i don't normally i would go to the gym and do spin Mm -hmm. but which is pretty much the same thing Mm -hmm. and now it's like my options are work out at home ride my bike outside which for a couple weeks no actually a month we had so much smoke we really couldn't go outside yeah like
1: yay for 2020 Uh, yeah i know what else yeah
0: (laughs) yeah not fun I mean, the air was so brown; it was just nasty. I have so.
1: a yeah. I have a brother-in-law in uh, San Francisco, or, and my son's in Los Angeles, and he was, you know, just when it got really those hot, hot days, like 110 or what, 115 degrees, and then it, then you go out and the sky's orange. But my my brother-in-law, it was orange. He's like, yeah, it is. Yeah, we
0: we were gonna go to San Francisco for our anniversary, which is September 9th.
1: It was mm-hmm.
0: like, well, you know, we can't. We haven't gone on any of our vacations. We were going yeah. to go to, um, it's like a safari park up in northern California, slightly north of the wine country, mm-hmm. and between the it, first, I was like, okay, it's it's serious glamping. Yeah, which I'm only. I'm like, I could probably tolerate it for a night. I don't know how many nights I want to <laughs> do it, but it just about the point time we we're like about to hit you know, pay on the online booking. It's when all these fires started. And it was like, "Eh, probably not a good idea. And so on our anniversary, it's like, okay, let's just, let's just go over to the city. We wanted to shop at Ikea for something that you can't order online. And then we'll have a nice dinner. We'll get out of the smoke and we'll come home. And I opened my phone to Instagram or something. And I was like, uh i don't think we're going anywhere (laughs) i know i know but you know to your point
1: the exercise getting out of the routine you know mixing it up a little is supposed to be so good for you and i know i'll try to incorporate those uh high intensity interval training type things
0: that wear
1: me (laughs) out like it's funny we got a peloton during this pandemic And my husband loves it.
0: Oh, ours is on order. (laughs) Oh, it took
1: forever. It took forever for it to come in. And uh, he loves it. I ride it when I can't go play tennis um, or I can't do something else. Then I'm like, okay, I'll ride the Peloton and I'll do, try to do some hit training there. And I'm like, oh gosh, (laughs) but it is something different. And I know how that can be good for you. And I can see how that can help also with brain work. You know, cause I, I mean, you're working a different muscle and
0: just hitting different areas. Um, We're well, so also can, getting more oxygenated blood yeah. to your brain, which mm-hmm. if you know anything about vascular dementia, which generally happens with a stroke. That's really what happened with my mother. She yeah. had a stroke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So their brain is deprived of oxygen temporarily, obviously not not permanently. Yeah. yeah. My maternal grandmother had a brain aneurysm for three months before they went, oh, you're not suffering from migraines. A woman who never had headaches her entire life. I don't know how she managed to get through life without having headaches.
1: Oh my. Mm -mm.
0: Um, Yeah. So three months. So wherever the blood touches the brain gets damaged. They told my grandfather, yeah, she only has about a 5% chance of surviving the surgery. I guess they forgot to factor in the honorness. <laughs> oh, she, she was determined. <laughs> yeah, she was totally determined. Yeah. And but they didn't discuss what might happen if she did survive. I guess they just didn't think about it cuz like 5% is not exactly a you know mm-hmm. a, a really a positive number and she did. And she seemed pretty normal afterwards, but she went downhill just like somebody with Alzheimer's to the point where she was nonverbal, couldn't walk, couldn't feed herself, all that lovely stuff that happens at the Mm -hmm. end of Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've experienced it with tennis. I do get this cycling and sometimes exercising, although we do a different class. The Orange Theory has a, a daily workout and mm-hmm. so the exercises are the similar, but they're all in different orders and different, you know, one day we might be upper body and stuff. So I have to think a little, lot more. So I'm exercising my brain and my body at the same time. But sometimes when I'm cycling, I get so many creative, creative ideas. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I need to go home and write down all these ideas for like videos to promote the podcast or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was one day I actually had to just say, okay, braid, I don't know. I don't know, must've been really clear, fresh air, right temperature because, and I was by myself. So my brain literally was like popcorn ideas just popping Mm -hmm. in my head. Mm-hmm. So I finally said, okay, I'll fix you. And then I just rode as hard and fast as I could <laughs> so that, you know, you're heavy breathing so that there is less oxygen going to you. Yeah. Your brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I but mean, we but- were talking about routines and, you know, as we get older and we've got kids and jobs and households to run, I mean, you have to have a routine mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, and nobody has been able to explain to me why most humans don't like change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? And I know
1: that just from working with children, especially children on the autism spectrum, routine is extremely important. Disrupting their routine uh, can really get them out of sorts. And you try so hard to stick to a routine. And in a school, you can do it, but things happen in a school. Fire drills happen. Uh, weather tornado drills happen, you know, Um we don't have
0: those here you don't have tornado
1: (laughs) we had them in kentucky we had them in kentucky we have them in tennessee but you know disruptions happen things you know assemblies assemblies were always a big deal like you almost had to uh, isolate those children uh, if it was going to be too much some it was fine it wasn't going to mess them up or you had to really prepare them uh but change is extremely hard for them a substitute teacher will and it's Mm -hmm. not the substitute's fault but it is just you know, can really drive some of those children just that they just can't handle that. So I'm curious, I think that is a big thing, but I just am curious if there's any correlation between that routine and as a person gets older, um, if that is something that is also an issue.
0: I think what happens is we get older, we get into a routine, you know, and if... (laughs) at almost 54, it's hard to, it's hard to envision retirement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, when that's the other thing is we always need a purpose in life. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've raised your children, you've retired from your career. Okay. Now mm-hmm. what? Yeah. You know, which I think a lot of people might be suffering from because, you know, they've had to go from commuting to an office, to working from home. I know there's some people are trying to juggle work and getting the children taught online. Mm. And ugh, no, thank you. <laughs> I'm so know. glad. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so glad. It's like me and my husband, the three dogs, the daughter is down the street uh-huh. with her. I call him the almost son-in-law uh-huh. and you know, everybody's fine. You know, she finally went back to work after four months. That's mm. all, you know, it, we were relatively unscathed. We were talking earlier about people that are that are having problems in their relationships. And my husband's like, Well, I don't know what we did right. And I'm like, we have a lot less stress than other people, which mm-hmm. I don't remember if we talked about that on your your show. Mm-hmm. Stress is a toxin to the brain. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because I until this year, thankfully, right before my mom, well, when she fell and broke her leg. I did an episode with a guy in Southern California on mindfulness. And, you know, I know I'm from Northern California, but I am not a woohoo mindfulness <laughs> meditate. I cannot meditate because I cannot shut my brain off. Uh-huh. You know, I listen to people talk. I listen to music or podcasts almost constantly. It's almost bizarre if you come mm-hmm. in my office and it's like, it's quiet in here. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, it's like really weird. Uh-huh. And it's just because all of a sudden there's just like, I don't know, I have like conversations going on in my head. So rather listen to other people's than my own.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. We talked to someone actually today, I did an interview. I'm not sure when it'll go up. It'll be a while, but about mindfulness. And, you know, even though, like you said, uh, meditating, it's very hard to get into it. I've been I've been trying to do it. Uh, I'm doing the shortest amount I can, you know, um, doing one of the apps but the grounding techniques seemed helpful because those don't take as much time. Um, and she was talking about the uh, breathing, the four corners of, my cat is jumping all over me there. <laughs> um, The four corners of breathing. And so those are some, like you'll take a breath all the way, count to four to go up to this corner, hold it for four seconds, breathe out four seconds, then take a breath all the way down here, hold it breathe it out. And those are little grounding techniques. There were some other ones as well, but it is, you know, when you feel, when you're, you feel that toxin and that stress, and I guess the cortisol is releasing in your body and everything, and just even try to do one of those exercises can be helpful for just a minute. It's probably getting oxygen to your, to your brain as well when you're doing those breathing exercises, but trying to get an older person to do that, <laughs> Might be a little difficult. Uh, True.
0: He yeah. had posted. He I met him because he posts videos, and I started watching his videos, and I was like, "Oh, this is very interesting." His um, his episode was something about mindfulness, and it came out in like March or April. His name mm-hmm. is Scott Lavitt. Really cool. And I watched a brief video of his actually this morning, probably because everything that's going on lately is just it's like. I feel like just pulling the pillow over my head and hoping that 2021 is better.
1: It's just getting more stressful. Yeah, I I just, yeah, it really is. Well, his,
0: his, he moved back home with his parents and he's helping his mom take care of his dad who has Alzheimer's and his dad is declining and everybody's declining faster because of this, this charming year we're having. Mm -hmm. And he said in the video that his dad is starting, his dad was always a positive, happy person, which. I was not I had to work on not being negative all the time, mm-hmm. and lately I'm finding that that I need some retraining, so I, I think maybe <laughs> that's why I listened to his video, but he was he tells his dad, you know you need to wake up happy, you know, be thankful that you're alive, and I'm thinking, well, he's got Alzheimer's, so that's kind of pushing it, yeah, yeah, well, so this morning we're walking the dogs and some. Person, okay. I have always driven small cars. The biggest car I've ever had is the one I have now. It's a Honda Accord. So mm-hmm. big is like for me, it's big, but it's yeah. not that big. Mm-hmm. And this guy comes in this giant truck that's lifted, and it's noisy. And my, you know, I instantly tense up. It's like, oh, why do you have to have a stupid truck like that with mm-hmm. his Confederate flag on it? Okay, oh, no. Northern California. <laughs> Are you sure you weren't in, in Tennessee? <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's oh, just, you know, and his God. license plate says redneck. So I don't know, maybe oh. he's a transplant. I don't know. Oh God. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> and you know, so immediately I'm irritated. It's like, and I'm wait, wait, okay. And I'm like, I took a deep breath in and I said, oh, you know, I'm very lucky to be alive today. Take another mm. deep breath in and exhale and go. And I'm so blessed that I get to walk these lovely dogs in this, you know, pleasant morning air today. And then he turned, made a U-turn. And so I had to like repeat the, <laughs> <laughs> the whole mantra again. And like, yeah. now yeah. I have to like, I'm lucky I can hear this.
1: Idiot yeah. This. I've got this like, capability. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting. Uh, the energy that uh, we talked with this person today and it's so fresh in my mind because we talked to her this morning about the energy and that um, our talk was really more about when our kids were young and older and dealing with your children but the energy you give off and receive um, and i didn't think about it when i was younger but it's something i have to be mindful of because if i start to get their frustration gets to me and i get frustrated and i do believe me <laughs> um things going on you know in the neighborhood we live in tennessee and you know it's it's very tough to have uh there's a small group that we have to stick together that we're not like a lot of the other people around here and um, it's i think it, i catch the drift Catch it, yeah <laughs> so you know it's it's like we have to you know we kind of just can vent to each other but sometimes i have to even step away from that because i get down reading too much negativity And and my husband's so funny because he's like, You can't let that get to you, you know, and I'll see something and I'll say, I'm sorry, that just makes me so mad. Why do they follow that person? They've got to be stupid to follow that person. And he's like, You're are you gonna let that person get to you? And then I'm like, Well, it's just affecting everybody, (laughs) you know. So I get upset with him, but it is something with the energy, and I have to be aware of this, ground myself, take take my time and just say, okay. I've got to just breathe through this and, but, but I can tell exactly how that works. So it is interesting. I'm trying to train my brain too. And I hope that it's, uh, I hope that it will carry over as I age, you know, these things, I think maybe, I don't know if how, you know, when a lot of the study has come about, perhaps people that are older up than us. Didn't have these techniques yet, although meditation's been around for a long time. Uh, maybe it just wasn't quite in the Western world
0: as, Probably not. as it was.
1: Yeah. So I, I think that's kind of an interesting thing to think about because, you know, of course we would do anything we could to help our loved ones uh, that are having a memory loss or that needed memory care. We'd do whatever we could to help. But another interesting uh, guest that we have coming up um founded a company where she hired a comedian to come in and work with her mom. I don't know if you've heard of that or not. That's not um
0: oh <laughs> hysteria for charity or hilarity for charity.
1: Oh it's it's not but it's similar. Okay. And so um it, it was really interesting too uh how she was going through this and just noticed her mother was like withdrawing when she she researched and found the best memory care facility for her and but she would notice her mother was just not interacting at all and she uh worked in comedy herself and hired a comedian that and she actually found she said it was far out there but i don't i can't remember i think i don't she put it on craigslist or twitter and said is there any comedians that would like to work with geriatric patients and Somebody answered her and came by and she, of course, trained them, talked to them first. And now they have this whole thing going. And um, right now in COVID, they can't go to the, the care facilities. So they do a lot of online things. They do a lot of zoom things in that manner. But I thought that was, she said it was amazing. The reaction that her mother had to this person, like her mom was from Brooklyn and used a, this lady was from New York and came in and just kind of t- started talking to her like she was somebody from, you know, like she was somebody from New York and, and the woman started reacting and started uh, responding to her. So I thought that was really amazing. And it's amazing. It just popped into her head like that,
0: you know, like, I I wish I could. yeah, that's it's, really interesting because, well, we you know, like laughter makes us feel better, right? Um, mm-hmm. It releases the, you know, the happy hormones, which...
1: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get I, it I wrong. If, I, I'm trying to think of what they are. To endorphins.
0: That or, sounds right. So I was thinking dopamine, but I think that's wrong. So but,
1: but, <laughs> yeah, but I think it's endorphins, but it could be dopamine because, like, I know they dump that. I don't know. I don't know all my body stuff real well. So, yeah.
0: But what's interesting, I just did an episode. It was on September 22nd called "Make Grandma Smile," mm-hmm. and it's a gentleman who is also an entertainer. Who does senior engagement activities and he is very good at personalizing them to the group mm. and one of the things that I always noticed at my mom's memory care residence was they play like a lot of big band music and I'm like my mom graduated from high school in 1960 so I think big <laughs> band is the wrong era yeah but it was always on in the background and maybe it was good for other residents I know I had a couple weeks ago I swear you know it's like the yeah. news just washed over me like the biggest negative wave and I have a weekend routine I listen to a, a it's a political podcast that's also funny mm-hmm. and after I listened to that one I still felt like murdering people and my husband's the closest <laughs> one to the you know he's the closest one at hand so it's yeah, probably not so he stayed
1: away yeah. yeah he's like
0: well he's telling me you know he's being a typical guy trying to like fix things with his suggestions and it's like I just needed to let it roll through but I'm like I need it to roll through real quickly because this I feel crappy and -hmm. I don't want to feel crappy and so I've talked to numbers of people about how music brings out people with Alzheimer's like people in the very later stages that are non-verbal non you know they don't look at you they're just like kind of in their shell like a little pearl and I, I like, I love music, but after a while I get bored. You, you know, it's mm-hmm. like if I listen to stuff from the eighties from like when I was in high school, or if I'll put on like the top, you know, like the pop station, like some of it's like, Oh, I really like this song. And the next one is like, no, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, I, I find I'm editing. Well, I found a radio show. It's kind of like old school, kind of a cross between a podcast and radio radio with Huey Lewis from Huey Lewis and the News, doing 80s. Well, okay, Uh I'm an 80s kid. I graduated from high school in 84. And so I thought, okay, let me give it a listen, you know, didn't like every song in the 80s. But what's cool is between every third or so song, he's talking about, oh, yeah, well, this is, you know, I'm trying to remember which band he was talking about, like, Um, I think it was the Jay Giles band is actually Uh an inspiration for them. I'm like, oh, "Oh, I never knew that. Yeah. And so, and there was, what was it? There was a singer that sang. They were at. She was at their concert. She was, you know, side stage singing, and she has such a powerful voice that he could hear her over his own, you know, amplified band.
1: Wow. Uh-huh. So it's
0: like a really, you know, so it's kind of like it, it hits both things, but I literally went from murderous, to just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm done with this world, or at least this chunk of it uh-huh. to feeling a lot better. And I'm like, yes. okay. Today's episode is brought to you by Hugh Kitchen. Hugh is a family founded chocolate and snacking company focused on creating products that match ultra simple ingredients with unbeatable taste. Built on a strong mission to help people get back to human, Hugh only uses simple, real, and responsibly sourced ingredients. Hugh obsessively vets every ingredient to unite unbeatable taste with unmatched simplicity. They go beyond what is easy and expected to ensure that their products and practices are ethical and put both humanity and the human body first. All of Hugh's products are gluten-free, dairy-free, refined sugar-free, and aren't heavily processed. Hugh gems in my secret double chocolate chip cookie recipe are a win-win combination. Use code POD for 15% off your next purchase at HughKitchen.com. That's code POD. P O D for 15% off at Hugh and find out why Hugh helps people get back to human. Talked about some ways to like reduce our stress and our frustrations. And I was going to mention to you cause you noticed it with kids. And it, did you ever notice that if you were stressed or tired or frustrated with your mom, that sh- you had like a less pleasant time with her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh,
1: yeah. And I mean, she, bless her, it's so funny for me because I'm one of 12 kids. I'm one of the younger ones. I'm number 11. Oh, so I, I would go over and she was nicer to me than she was to my older sister. And my older sister, it was funny. Um, my older sister was her caretaker. My older sister was a nurse and was divorced. And she moved into mom's house when mom was really sick. And I i may have told you this but i talked to you when you were on our podcast that she, if she knew who i was when i walked in the door but then if she took a nap and she woke up from that nap she wouldn't know who i was and she said to me she woke up and said well so do you have any brothers or sisters oh, lord <laughs> and um i was like well yes uh, i have i have 11 and you had us all and and then she, my sister came home and she said, well, did you know that she is an only child? She pointed to me. And um, my, my sister was like, no, she's your little girl. She, you know, But it is funny how she was very much nicer to me than she was to my sister. And, it, and I wonder, I don't know why, if she remembered me as a child or when she remembered me. And she remembered her because my sister was 17 when I was born as that angst teenager you know that person that gave her a lot of angst and doesn't remember that with me you know even though i went through it too but it it was very interesting um how that all worked but with with the children uh, in, in my class, I know that if I were anxious about something, it definitely would reflect on my classroom. If like they said, okay, these test scores need to be higher and we need to blah, blah, blah. And then I would get all like, oh my gosh, if their test scores don't get higher, then I'm in trouble. And then they would get so frustrated. There were little kids and they're like, oh, this pressure on getting my test score up, you know, tears. And you don't want that for little kids. And anyway, I, it's that whole energy again, the back and forth. But it's interesting too with music is another thing in the classroom um, if we were doing silent reading or reading with groups or if they had time for writing uh, we would put on almost classical music but not Beethoven because that's too dumb, dumb, dumb. <laughs> but it would be like more, more light Mozart type music put that on any music without lyrics now when we were having fun and doing little body movement ex- what did they call it we had to call it gross motor skills (laughs) when we did that we would put on fun songs to dance to and with lyrics but but you know the music part something about that uh playing in the background is so nice um well it lights up
0: more parts of your brain that mm -hmm. much i know i've read in the recent past that if you are reading like something you want to study or remember Mm-hmm. I'm the person that reads a novel and like oh that was good next. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like my friends were asking us, oh, have you seen such and such movie? No, I haven't seen that Oh, it was about 12, 15 years when they start talking about it. I'm like, wait, that sounds familiar. And then they they discuss it a little more. I'm like, I think I may have seen that one, but you know, like, why do yes. I need to remember the details of a movie? It's like, you know, I'm <laughs> not going on a game show, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But if you put classical music on quietly in the background, allegedly it helps you retain the information that you're reading better. Mm -hmm. I know when I'm editing anything with writing, I like to play the nature sounds Mm -hmm. in the background. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because on Spotify, they have one that I really like, but I can't get it turned down enough. Like one, one little tick on the Uh volume is too loud. So I, I, I like the one from Apple and it's like, I don't know super long, and it's nature sounds, so it's not like it goes back to the you know to the beginning again it's a big deal, but mm-hmm. you know I kind of sometimes think I should just like pump that through the house, although you know this is a, temp- <laughs> this is a temporary residence uh-huh. most of my listeners know we moved at the beginning of the year. My husband's in real estate, and being self employed and having a very expensive house was becoming a stressful situation we thought we should just fix mm-hmm. and we bought that house in 07. We all know what happened in 08, 09. And he was, you know, having been in the real estate business 16 years decided, you know, we're back at, you know, a certain amount of equity. We were in a golf course neighborhood. They had closed the golf course a little over a year ago. And it was winter when we get rain here in California. So the grass was green. It looked good. Mm-hmm. We drive over there to see our friends. It just, it's, atrocious mm. and when we sold our house in january 2020 that was the last highest sale in that neighborhood oh wow so we wow. definitely made a good choice and yeah. then the world went to hell so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah except for divorce we've hit like all of the all top of the- <laughs> five stressors this year <laughs> wow and then I a mean, few that weren't on the list <laughs> right
1: right i mean we've had yeah and, and all that thing can just compound we'd have we've had not in our immediate family but siblings and my husband's mother, we've had health uh, scares this year. So not with COVID, but other health scares. And we're like, okay, you know, when you're going through it, it's almost like you are in, um, oh gosh, it's like you're in just a work mode. Like to me, it's almost like I don't deal with that stuff till it's over with. And while I'm in it, I'm like, okay, we've got to get through this. And then when it's over, and things are back, then I feel like everything in me comes out. Like, um, that's when my emotions start to come out. And I, I guess because I haven't dealt with it. So <laughs> which is another, you know, thing, an interesting way that people do things. And I didn't realize I did that until recently, um, that I deal with those things. But you know, it is interesting, just the whole method of dealing with somebody with a memory loss. And, you know, you know, you always hear these things. I can remember when I was in college, hearing aluminum cans don't be drinking out of aluminum can and cans. Yeah. Did and can hear that one and well, mine was
0: um aluminum cookware and i'm like how do i know if it's aluminum or not
1: i, I, I could remember the club cookware because my father sold it at his at his appliance store and all of a sudden he was trying to get rid of it and i think i have one piece of it left like a big stock pot but oh yeah like oh you ha- you can't have the aluminum cookware you can't have don't drink out of aluminum cans aluminum was a big thing you know and now i haven't heard so much about that being a thing. So it, it's hard to say what is, uh, helpful. I do remember listening to one of your podcasts. Um, I think it was the one on nutrition and the lady was talking about eggs. Mm-hmm. Yes. And about, um,
0: but I think how many, I forgot how many eggs it was. It was a lot. It like was a, a
1: lot d- of eggs.
0: She, a was dozen her- eggs. she was taking care of somebody with ALS. Okay. Which okay. I think actually is probably worse than Alzheimer's. I think it's because
1: your brain is there and you know what's happening. Yeah. It's hard to say. It's hard to say what would be worse.
0: Yeah. Well, and it strikes people at a younger age than generally mm -hmm. Alzheimer's does. But yeah, she took that woman off of all kinds of food and she was using food as medicine. And and Mm -hmm. I've read things where like something I read recently, somebody's like, I hate that term because food is not medicine. Food is how you nourish your body, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, we're... We're splitting hairs here. Yeah, yeah. Because my mom literally drank two liters of caffeine free diet Coke like okay. my entire life. Okay. She'd have like four ounces of juice in the morning in the warm months, which I'm in California, so that's half the year. Mm-hmm. And then diet Coke like all the time. And mm-hmm. it's like years ago, somebody said, oh, you know, they think the phosphorus or the bubbles in the sodas is and the increase in consumption of sodas is causing cancers and stuff and when you look you know we've got more cancers more autism more all, more all of this ugly stuff Mm -hmm. and there's a big question as to why right and we were there was something you said that triggered a thought Mm -hmm. my grandmother is as of yesterday 102 and a
1: half oh my gosh
0: yes and I'm like the only one like I I probably well I think I do kind of sort of count the quarter birthdays for her yeah but you know it's like we definitely get to the half birthday so I like made a mental note and I did spend time with her yesterday but not because it was Monday not because it was her half birthday
1: Mm -hmm.
0: my dad was her oldest son and he died at seven, almost 78. My mom died just after turning 77. That's why I'm like, okay, my grandmother has glaucoma. She's had glaucoma most of my life. I was 12 when she mm-hmm. came down with it. So what is that, 42 years-ish? And like I said, can't do math. So <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think, I think that was recto. right. I think um, you and then, so in 2005, she fell and damaged the retina in her good eye. So she's been mostly blind for the last 15 years and then mid 2019 she became really hard of hearing and there's two things that i've learned from her well one i'm like it's it baffles my brain I'm like okay why would my parents draw the short end of the straw you know why did they draw the short mm-hmm. stick not that mm-hmm. i want her to go or anything because mm-hmm. um, she can we actually were discussing politics and legalized marijuana yesterday wow wow <laughs> um <laughs> You know my um there's one good thing that's like i I control what she listens to because because she's blind, she can't work mm-hmm. like a regular player, so I got her the Alzheimer's radio player. It's basically a giant memory stick with a giant on off button, okay. Mm-hmm. um so it's super easy to use if you can't see you know it's designed for people whose brains don't work. so I kind of mm-hmm. figured it would work for her, but she was telling me she listened to Rush Limbaugh. and I was like, oh, what up oh." We're not no. put- we're not putting that poison in your brain. Like, we're not going there. So our political conversation was not, um, you know, I was very careful because, you know, I'm not changing her mind at 102.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: she's originally from Sioux City, Iowa. So mm-hmm. she has a little bit, uh, she's not the die-hard blue Californian like the rest of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how we got on the legalized marijuana, but we did. And, you know, it's like, It was very interesting that she wasn't against the idea, but she was like, you know, we're not going to smoke it. I didn't, I didn't go into edibles and all that stuff. (laughs) Maybe for the glaucoma. I don't know. That's true. Actually, when I was in college, I there was a like a well, I was like sixteen when I started college, and he was in his thirties. This guy was like double my age, so he was old compared to me. Yeah, (laughs) but he was totally blind from glaucoma, and. He was he was an interesting person to get to know, but because both my parents are gone and my grandmother is still with me, I've started investigating aging because I'm just a lot of the people in my support group have had horrific times at the end with their loved ones, denial about dying, just not accepting it. Just they they've gone the hard way, and it's frustrating mm-hmm. me. So I'm trying to craft an episode in my well, I'm trying to craft an episode right now. It's all in my head on like here's dying, but yeah. not in a bummer kind of way. Cause right you know, even though it's an Alzheimer's caregiver support podcast, we still try to have fun. Yeah. That's, that's a really heavy topic, but it, it's, it is it's We starting we, to come yeah. together.
1: We talked to a, a woman. Yeah. That, um, hers was more like she herself isn't a death doula and we may have talked to you about this
0: no but Um, I've thought about I think I follow a couple on yeah LinkedIn and I think I need to
1: talk to them it was very interesting just because I never had known that these things were an option she acted as a death doula for her brother and her mother but she herself is not one her name's Becky odd Jensen and it was, she's right now in New Zealand, I believe, but we just talked to her over Zoom and I, you know, just options out there, you know, I, and there's another lady and I can't remember her name, but she is in our group, um, our Facebook group and talked about just different options that are out there, uh, just, you know, end of life options. So that's, that is really interesting too. Well,
0: one of the things that got me curious is it's like, okay, well, one, like, You know, like my dad had diabetes and then a bunch of other chronic problems. My mom was very healthy except for the Alzheimer's. So it's like, okay, so what gives? Mm -hmm. And then why did mom fall, break her leg and die in two and a half weeks? We always hear how, oh, you know, Aunt Becky was totally healthy, hiking the Himalayas or whatever. And she Mm -hmm. fell and broke her hip and died. And like, what? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. essentially we're like a very complex mechanical components And our body can repair a lot of stuff, but after a while, enough things break where the whole system just falls apart. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much aging in a really brief nutshell. Mm
1: -hmm. Back
0: to my 102-year-old grandmother, who is a very visual person, Mm -hmm. who has not been able to see worth beans for 15 years. Mm -hmm. When she fell and damaged the good eye, I thought, well, that's That's it. it. You know, she's going to do what her mother did. My great-grandmother in 1978 had a pacemaker put in and i don't think that this is still the case but she could feel it under the skin and this was a woman who was the oldest of 14 they traveled across the country in a covered wagon wow yeah <laughs> wow. she was i was like 9 when when she was cuz she died when i was 12 mm-hmm. and she was telling me these stories and of course you know at 9 and little house on the prairie was, yeah, super was popular about, I was so i was like you know, the TV (laughs) version was way more interesting than great grandma version. (laughs) Unfortunately, I didn't learn to appreciate it when Mm I, when I could have appreciated it, but no, you know, 15 years later, she's still here. And her husband, my grandfather died in 1997. It'll be, uh, what is that? 23 years in December. That's
1: that's when my dad died. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So
0: it's like, that's a long time to live without your spouse.
1: Yes, And then,
0: you know, now she's lost, she should have been living in assisted living many, many years ago, mm-hmm. but she was resistant. Okay. We talk about that a lot on my podcast about, you know, 70% of us are going to need care
1: mm-hmm. before we
0: die. Mm-hmm. So accept it, accept that yeah. now, and then maybe you won't be a pain in the rump when you need right. it. Right?
1: <laughs> I know. And I, th-
0: I think the other 30% just die like poof. You know, they like something like my grandfather had a massive stroke, fell over and was mm-hmm. gone. Mm -hmm. So he didn't need care because it was all over all at once. mm -hmm. But it just blows my mind when I found out she was in a board and care home and I went and saw her because I hadn't seen her for several, like not months, but many weeks, almost months. And I and I had just started recording her telling stories. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if this woman dies and I didn't get to see her since Mother's Day, I am going to be very unhappy that I didn't go see her on Memorial Day because I was you know, I was I was having a bad time because of my still getting over mom. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be really upset with myself. So when my aunt said she's in a board and care home, you can go see her. And you know, she needs somebody to help her with everything. Mm-hmm. and she's happy. She's like, these people are so lovely, and they take good care of me. She's got like two minor complaints. She's not really loud, mm-hmm. so if she needs to be escorted to the bathroom, and they don't hear her, yeah. it's kind of a problem, yeah. and she says the food is okay, yeah. yeah, which I know what my dad ate. I'm not too sure that's a positive. It's either too Filipino for her, or I don't know. I might have to stay- <laughs> stay and uh-huh. see what they serve but uh huh. my point is is it's like it blows my mind that she can just like well this is how things are now i just accept this that's like really yeah like, you can't see so you can't appreciate all the things that were important to you before mm-hmm. and you can barely hear so you can't really appreciate that and now you have to have somebody escort you to the i'm like Bethard, okay
1: she's still okay you know i have a brother that's in a nursing home he has ms and he's mm. only 60 he's going to be 61 soon. And you know, he had, he was bipolar. Now, now his mind is fine and his body doesn't work. So um, that's not right. Yeah, I know it. And I am so surprised that his attitude is as good as it is because now he's so funny with us. There were two boys. So one was a twin to a girl was one of the older ones. He was smack dab in the middle, spoiled
0: rotten Oh
1: (laughs) boy between all these girls spoiled as could be. And some of my sisters that live near where he is, uh, are his main go to people. But now he hasn't none of us have been able to physically see him since March. And his first thing was, you mean, you're not going to bring me Starbucks? We're like, we can't bring you Starbucks. (laughs) We're not allowed. And he doesn't quite have the zoom thing down. He does have his phone. He has an iPad. But for us to try to, like, he will FaceTime us while we're Zooming as a family, one of my sibs will hold up the phone (laughs) so he can see us. But it is amazing that his attitude is so good. Like, I feel like, oh, my attitude would be terrible. And he didn't realize he had MS. He thought he might have had symptoms and didn't say anything about it for a while. So he was, by the time he was, like, officially diagnosed, it was really pretty far gone. And he said, you know, if I had known I had it, I probably wouldn't have done the, he did the bike ride across Iowa, the rag, is it rag brand or rag Brown race? It's some bike race across, um, uh, Iowa. He wouldn't have gone to Amsterdam. He wouldn't have done these things. He said, I'm actually really glad that I didn't know. And he, he never got married. Um, mm. and so he, you know, doesn't really have, you know, children to think about or anything. Um worry about but it is amazing though that his attitude's so good and i'm like well i'm glad it would break my heart if he was as, as as rough as he was to grow up with and as he picked on us terribly but i would it would really break my heart if he was sad and he's not sad so ugh, that's something i've got i'm thankful for and i don't know where that came from because he did everything you know before he was hitting me would do everything
0: so well maybe that's and, the point it's like he feels like well i've been there done that so i've done it
1: all at least i get to see it all yeah yeah, yeah
0: but I th- that's the thing it's like it's one of the things i'm i'm trying to take away from visiting with her and this this and crazy 2020 year just <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it's yeah. like there's days when it's like you know, literally I'm in California. We're on fire again still, you know. There's mm-hmm. um there's a winery that burned down. Yes, I'm like, I saw that. Pretty yeah. sure I have a picture of that. Nope, that's a different winery cuz uh, we do a charity bike ride for veterans every April except for this year. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of what's roasting and toasting right now is along the trail that we ride on in Napa and Healdsburg and those places and there's another ride we generally do in September that burned down paradise is on fire again, two years later. It's like, good Lord, you know, it's like 5 million acres is burned. It's like Mm -hmm.
1: every year. Yeah. My son moved there in 2018 and every fall it's like, worry, worry, worry. You know, I keep saying, look, if it's so bad you just get if you can't get to tennessee then go somewhere and he goes oh okay i'll go to las vegas and i'm like no <laughs> that's what i said in the past i haven't said that this year he's like no you get you make your way to tennessee and i'm like if you you know if you you know can't get out in a car you try to get on a plane yeah.
0: <laughs> well i've lived to. here for 54 years i do not remember until the last five years it'd be like ever that. having this many wildfires I mean, our wildfire season is now, I think, double the length that it used to be. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it used to be like up in the forest or wherever, right. but now it affects like, you know, I'm, I'm 45 miles northeast of San Francisco and, mm-hmm. you know, we had the same horrific air. I mean, the air was so bad. Everybody's like, what's the air quality? We're checking our apps. And the only reason I didn't get really despondent over the horrific number on the app is because we have friends in Oregon and theirs was like double. They were like, oh, I mean, yeah. I think, I think just thinking about breathing was toxic for them.
1: It was scary. Yeah. Yeah. So we
0: have days, yeah. you know, where it's like, I don't know if our politics will like implode again or the country won't like come, come out of this intact or yeah. we'll get out of this virus or fire. Like if it's not one thing, it's three other it's, things. I know. And yeah. there's just days I just think, you know what? I can't, I I'm out here helping family caregivers. There are things I do for my community. I'm just gonna sit here and make my little greeting cards that I'm making for friends and family and the residents where my mom lived. And if that just seems like I'm sitting around while Rome burns, well, that's my coping (laughs) technique. Well, yeah, I think something, anything to make anybody
1: else feel better. Like if it's one person. that that, that's good if you're you know you're making one person that's enough because it is it gets to that point where like okay i'm just gonna hold up
0: here for a little bit yeah it's like i'm going in my little office which is a standard track home bedroom with sound panels on the walls that are the fabric on them is my photography Uh, so when you walk in here it's very peaceful and And then generally there's dogs snoring (laughs) usually all three dogs are in here one of them is snoring yeah. I might be listening to a podcast or maybe some music and it's just like, it's just very peaceful. And there's times when it's like the rest of the world could just stay outside these walls. I'm just going to cope with my own self. I know. And it, I feel like that's so important, uh-huh. to, you know, to my physical health, my mental health. And, you mm-hmm. know, one of the things that, um, they think like low grade depression can mm-hmm. be not a precursor to Alzheimer's, but I, I don't think my mom ever had depression, but I think she had like constant frustrations because my dad was like a crappy eater, and he wasn't really. My sister was do it my way, you know, my way or the highway from like before she was born. Oh boy! (laughs) Oh boy! Yeah, yeah, I mean, my sister was like my mom would go into labor, out of labor, into. Oh gee. So yeah, Yeah. my sister has been in charge since like right before she was born, and you know, I, I there are days when I think you know, come on, sis. There's times when it's like, I know my way is right, but we'll do it your way because it's just not worth fighting over. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then sometimes it's like, see, I told you my way was better or, or, no. or, oh, okay. Their way was fine too. It's like, you know, sometimes you're just kind of going to go with the flow, but that is not mm-hmm. her uh-huh. and it's yeah. not good. I don't think that's good for your mind. So oh no, that's no. kind of what my mom dealt with yeah. and like, there were things that she would want to do. And my dad was like, I don't know why you want to do that. So she'd wait till he went out of town or whatever, or, you know, so I just, my whole goal for like brain health, especially right now is just do what I can to improve the world. And sometimes if I have to basically like mentally throw the pillow around my head and go, la, 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 that's okay too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cause that is amazing. It'll be very interesting to see the outcome on the other side of this this year of this (sighs) whole year yeah of the past four years (laughs) it'll be it'll be very interesting to see what uh studies will prove as far as memory care and brain health and everything i'm i hope that they're positive but i hope there's ways that come about to deal with this but it will be something really interesting to
0: see yeah well on a since we're On that note, and to wrap it up, Mm -hmm. the um, superintendents of our, we have the the elementary, middle school, school district, and then the high school district, as far as, you know, the schools. Both of the superintendents are in my Rotary Club. So Mm -hmm. despite the fact that I do not have children at home Mm -hmm. or grandchildren or at this point, you know, anybody in the school system, I get updates. And just, I think last week they were saying how They've now discovered like new ways to help kids that are like home, like home, they don't call it home health, but mm-hmm. the, I forgot exactly how he referred to it. And it's probably different where you're at, but like the kids that can't attend physically in school, now mm-hmm. they have a new tool. That's like, wow, right. oh, fancy that. They probably had these tools for at least five years. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how long video conferencing has been around. Right. Um, you have uh, to have a fast internet connection, obviously, to make right. it work. Right. But it's yeah. like the whole schooling thing is a disaster, and I've—it's crazy. Yeah, I've had people tell me they think they should just like. Well, of course we got two half years right now, but they like think they should just like basically say, okay, if you were in third grade in March when we actually go back to in-person school, you're gonna be in third grade and just like throw out all this. all those years. I and you know it's so. That's gonna be so hard too. I'm so glad I'm not teaching anymore. No kidding. Oh. But it's like I see you know, and I think. Yeah, we've had all these senior citizens, you know, cloistered away from family and and other people, which I don't think has been good. So I think they're going to start, there's going to be a lot of studies on, wow, this was really horrible for people. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a positive. And like, I'm so glad that my grandmother's in a board and care home and I can go Mm -hmm. see her Mm -hmm. because, you know, 102 and a half, hello. I know. (laughs) like yesterday I was every really, day really, is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, yesterday I was really really tired, and I thought, oh, you know, mm. yeah. and the week before was when I was having that really negative tsunami of feelings. Mm-hmm. And I went and talked to her, and I felt so much better after talking after, to her. So yeah. I went yesterday, and when and it was fine. Like I said, we were talking politics and and weed. So <laughs> that's so funny. That's like, awesome. That's, yeah, not a, not a conversation I expected to have, and <laughs> you know, so it's just if we. And like I said, I've always was a pessimistic person. So if we just focus on positives and Mm -hmm. you know what, if there's days that we're just like, I can't deal with the world, just shut it out. Yeah. We have to do what we need to do to take care of our brains because they're Mm so precious. That's right. And there's a lot of healing that they can do to themselves. But once you get to that tipping point of too much damage, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think 2020 is just a Toxic tsunami of stress. It is. It is. Oh my goodness! Yeah, (laughs) it's like there's just times I just sit back and go, I don't think I could ever like contemplated in my worst negative moments a year
1: like this that this would really happen. Like you'd see those movies, like the movie Pandemic. Like, oh, but that won't ever happen. Like, okay, it
0: did. You know? Yeah, you hear the you hear the comedians say or the Hollywood people say. You know, if somebody brought me this script, I'd laugh at him and say, this is so preposterous that nobody would believe it. It's like, unfortunately, we're living. It's true. <laughs> yes. So, you know, if you haven't mm-hmm. started your your pandemic, you know, learning how to, a foreign language, which my husband keeps <laughs> threatening to do, or, or maintaining sourdough starter, <laughs> Some dynamic learning, uh-huh. some mindfulness, and stress control are all great ways to keep your memory healthy and your brain smart. Yes. Absolutely. So you could be like my 102-year-old grandmother and talk to me about weed. Yes.
1: That's my goal. Talk to my grandchildren about weed. <laughs> so, You'll be like, I remember in 2020 when it wasn't it was legal banned. in half the state. I uh, no. Well, it's not legal in our state, you know, but it is in California. So. But- we legalized it in 2016
0: so it hasn't been legal that long. That's true, yeah. That's I mean, true. we had medicinal marijuana yeah, but not, yeah. not yeah. recreational. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like, it's just <laughs> interesting. It is. I do it is. actually have a uh, upcoming episode on, I forget exactly, the, it's on CBD and seniors. Mm, but okay. the guy is, he just turned 80 and he's been a, um, like a legalization, advocate for like oh my, my whole entire adult life or you know, <laughs> wow. most of my life more than my adult life so that was a really interesting conversation Ooh, cool. too
1: okay yeah you so really need to listen to yeah. yeah I can't remember
0: when he's coming out I have to look at the list <laughs> uh-huh oh I know how that is yeah <laughs> well this has been super fun and I hope that we've not straight off topic too much and talking about how to keep our brains healthy because it's mm-hmm. it's definitely important as we age and as we live through insanity, even when this is all over and we're like, wow, we managed to get through twenty twenty. Oh my gosh. You know, there's know. gonna be challenges all the time with life, you know? Mm-hmm. you know. Your brother's got MS, you know. I'm assuming at some point my grandmother will no longer be with us. We're gonna move again. That's always stressful. Oh, wow. So you know, there's always wow. things in life that we just have to Learn how to roll with. And right, right. If my grandmother can accept not being able to see or take care of herself in a happy, positive way. Right.
1: Yeah. That's my goal.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Well, this has been. Now, now my tongue doesn't want to work. This has been wonderful. Well, thank you so much. I'm glad we get to do an episode on your podcast and one on mine. And I hope everybody checks out both. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that conversation enough to share with friends and family. And while you're at it, could you head over to Apple podcasts and leave a rating and possibly a review? Even if you've done this in the past, this helps new caregivers find this podcast and we're still growing. So we really appreciate the assistance while you're on the computer, pop on over to my website. There are articles, recipes, all kinds of fantastic information. While you're there, make sure to sign up for the newsletter. That way you'll never miss anything interesting. It's also where you'll find my secret double chocolate chip recipe that you can use with the Hughes Gems Chocolates. And as always, I'll be in your ears again next Tuesday.